the incomparable. Number 325. November 2016. Welcome back, everybody, to The Incomparable, a podcast that is the Recording. technically the largest podcast on the internet when you count panelists instead of listeners. <laughs> <laughs> we are here live in Anaheim at the Now Hear This Podcast Festival. And I have an amazing panel of nine people to introduce to you today. Now, and what I we're going to be doing here. is a, uh, an episode, rather than force everybody on the panel to uh, watch a movie or a TV show or read a book that they didn't want to read, I wanted to make this as expansive as possible. So we're going to do a draft. We love drafting things. If you're not familiar with the concept of drafting, everybody gets to pick something in order. And if somebody picks it, then nobody else gets to pick it. And sometimes that can be frustrating. But what we do is draft ridiculous things. So in this episode, we're going to be drafting supervillains and or monsters. Now, if you've listened to our Saturday Night Live panel, uh, uh, panel draft, cast draft, whatever, cast. We, whatever we call that, sure, cast draft. Um, what we did at the beginning was give everybody Phil Hartman. Everybody got a Phil Hartman on their team, and then they could fill in the rest of it. And I want to do that today, too. So for the supervillain monster draft, everybody gets Lex Friedman. <laughs> I don't want him. Can I reject my Lex? Uh, you can okay. if you want. But now I'm going to introduce to you my panelists and ask them Lex Friedman, supervillain or monster. Erica and Sign, we're moving from left to right. Hi, Erica. Hello. I think that Lex Friedman is a supervillain because yesterday at Roscoe's, I saw him make a knife disappear, and supervillains often have magical powers, so supervillain for sure. All right. Uh, next up, David J. Lore. I'm going to say monstrous supervillain because he has a little radio thing in his ear that he's using to escape from people when he doesn't want to talk to them. So that's It's not cool. hooked up to anything. I know. I know. It's All just right. static. Steven Schapansky. Uh, I only just met Lex yesterday, um, but uh, definitely a monster. Okay, good. <laughs> Aline Sims? Yeah, I think I've got to go Team Monster as well. All right, Team Monster. Dan Morin. History's worst monster, and he knows why. <laughs> <laughs> now, to my left at the kids' table, Brian Hamilton. <laughs> Apropos of nothing. I think Lex is... A monster because he's monstrously good looking. Oh. Wow, the rules are being broken early. Steve Lutz. Hello, Jason. Hello, Steve. (laughs) What are you up to? Lex Friedman, monster or supervillain? Oh, we're doing a thing. We are. Is this the show? Unfortunately, yes. All right. Are you on this? Is that Lex Friedman out there? Is that him there? Probably. Um, I'm going to say. Super monster. Recording. <laughs> All right, excellent. Also, uh, is, is Steve on I'm this one? I'm a little disappointed. I was told there would be a cat box here for, uh, for proper podcasting. It's under the stage. Okay. It's a loot crate box. I'll just get under there. There's sand in there. Okay. All right. That'll work. Monty Ashley. First, I would like the home listener to know that Steve actually looked under his table to do a little <laughs> physical comedy for this audio podcast. This is a live audience. They appreciated it. Oh, uh, villain. Definitely villain. Villain. All Not right. super villain, though. I'm downgrading it. Oh, interesting. Oh, wow. And Joe Rosensteel. I, I've never met Lex, but I've listened to him for a long time, so I'm going to say villain. <laughs> All right. All right. Without a, that out of the way, we are going to proceed from left to right across the stage and the kids' table, and everybody is going to choose for their team of villainy and monstrousness 
a supervillain or a monster. And then at the end of the round, I will get to pick something, and I'll be very sad because nine of the things I wanted will already have been taken. Erica Ensign, it's your first pick in the supervillain monster draft. What would you like to take? Well, it is my contractual obligation to mention Doctor Who at least once on every episode of The Incomparable that I am on. So I'm going to start off with a Doctor Who pick. Uh, I'm going to go with the master. If, if any villain on Doctor Who is a supervillain, it would be the master. He has had many bodies. He sometimes has the power to shoot lightning out of his fingers. Uh, he can hypnotize people. He can shrink them. I mean, he's got a lot of the classic supervillain uh, factors. He tied keeps, up. He keeps dying and then just coming back for no, with no yes. explanation. Yes, that's the, that is one of his best qualities, is just that he reappears and doesn't bother to explain it, because why bother? Mm-hmm. And has a gun that can uh, shrink people down into tiny dolls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's not favorites. even a gun, it's like a wand. It's almost like a magic mm-hmm. wand. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yes. All right, the master, the master from Doctor yeah. Who. On my, on my team first. Sadly, he rarely, he, like, he never actually wins, but most supervillains, I guess, don't. No, that, no mm-hmm. generally not. No. Unless you like really depressing things. <laughs> David, what would you like to take in this very important draft of Terrible Things? Well, I was thinking, uh, you know, monster or supervillain, monster or supervillain. I thought about Donald Trump because he plausibly fits both. That's too obvious. But you have to actually be a billionaire to be a supervillain, so no. Ooh. Um, ooh. Topical. This Topical. One, this one's going to really age well. Yeah. Thank you, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was sick Hello, of Donald Trump future. in 1984, so, you know. Um, but I'm going to go with a supervillain. He is the head of the evil league of evil, Bad Horse. Nay. Because, I mean, aside from being the head of the evil league, evil league of the, that thing. Evil league of evil. Evil league of evil. Um, if he had just accepted Dr. Horrible at the beginning of the story, spoiler horn, Penny would still be alive today. Spoilers for web video series released 10 years ago. Yeah. As, as for Monster, yeah. Captain Hammer. How dare you. So. so you only get to pick yeah, one. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it's a bad, yeah. bad yeah, horse. I'm going, I'm going with Bad Horse. choice from Dr. Horrible's totally single blog. Totally bad horse. Bad horse. Doesn't have any dialogue, but is an actual horse. But, but a great song. Yes. All right. We have, uh, we have the Master and Bad Horse. Steven. Well, something terrible. I haven't decided if this is a monster or a supervillain. Perhaps we can, we can, help get, you we can get to the bottom we'll of this. But this person uh, created a world where people flourished and thrived and enjoyed life. And then this person tried to change that and recreated the world and created a new world that was much worse off. And then the worst thing is to recreate the original world that we so loved and we could never get it back. And that man's name is George Lucas. <laughs> Sick. So, I, love you. <laughs> I don't know if that is a monster or a supervillain. What does everybody think? Monster. monster. A, little bit monster. Of, a little bit of each column, I think. Yeah. A little monster. All right, though, the general consensus is monster. I'm okay. Gonna, I'm going to go with that. So, so, monstrous because of the prequels in specific? And also because of trying to wipe our minds of the past by throwing an awful band in to replace Max Rebo see, in Return of the Jedi. See, that is a supervillain move there, though. That right? is. So it's, it is a hard... I see what you're saying. It's a hard choice. It's very difficult. He's done monstrous things as a supervillain. Oh. Wow. I think that... But villainous things as a monster. He has to. So I'm going to go with supervillain, I think. Yeah. Supervillain okay. is the now one. Now this yep. is podcasting. Specifically because of the Max Rebo thing? <laughs> <laughs> That's very the top specific. of a very long list, yes, Monty. Max Rebo pushes him over. All right, Aline. 
a monster. Yippee! This is podcasting. Okay, so I'm picking, uh, I have to, a Harry Potter villain, the Harry Potter villain, Lord Voldemort, because he has harnessed the power of evil in truly evil ways, and I do not think that someone gets any more super villainous than Lord Voldemort does. You said his name several times. Do you not have sufficient well, fear he of died, he you know died who? in the nineties? It's okay. We're we're safe now. Okay, again, to go back to supervillains of the past, one of their traits is that they die and come back. Mm-hmm. Voldemort already did it. I believe one in time. Harry Potter, Jason. I believe in Harry Potter. I believe in the boy who lived. Okay. Yeah. Voldemort is scary. Yeah, he definitely. It's very scary. Dumbledore was even, I think, a little afraid of him, and that's that's pretty incredible. You know, when you said villain from Harry Potter, I immediately thought of Snape. Spoilers for Harry Potter, but Snape is, turns out not to be a villain in the end. Sort of, but he's kind of a jerk, right? I mean, he's sort of a villain. But what's super about him? Magic. He's magic. He does magic. But he's totally, I mean, he's really great at potions, but yeah. uh, I'm, well, we'll have to debate that later. Let's not litigate Snape now because he's still on the board. Dan, what is your choice in this first round of the uh, super villain monster draft? Jason, evil comes in, in many forms. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, my pick here uh, is uh, evil of many different names, uh, a true prince of darkness, uh, uh, a great cloud over everything that is good and wonderful in life. The, the great Satan itself, Satan. <laughs> As depicted in a monster, is Satan a supervillain? I don't know. I think again. I think perhaps a little bit of both. Uh, you know. He... I think perhaps a lot of neither. <laughs> well, that's a that's an interesting perspective, Steve. Um, but you know, he is clearly a uh, a creature of many powers. Uh, he has sure. also you know, five disappeared. Well, he can he he can corrupt people's souls. That's one. He Look good f- at lying. He can fly. Master of lies. Two. Uh, he can shoot laser beams out of his eyes. Oh, three. three. I'm not sure that's canon, but three. Uh, uh, he can uh, sing karaoke really badly. Four. Okay. Uh, uh, that, no, that was expanded five. universe, Satan. They Survived don't consider that anymore. from heaven and forged an entire kingdom using his fallen angel powers in that's, the netherworld. That, that's kind frankly, of a one-shot, but I'll allow it. Continue. That's a little lame, but yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I think, um, you know, he, he, if you want to go specific, he's appeared in many different media forms over the, <laughs> yeah. over the lifetime. We've got, we've got well, the Bible. he's in the public domain. Yeah, so. exactly. He's got the Bible. You've got your uh, Paradise Lost. Mm-hmm. You've got Supernatural, which is probably in the, in the top three with those things. <laughs> yeah, Supernatural, Dan. That's yeah, that was, that's right after Paradise Lost, right? right. In the, in the, really, the Bible. The Bible, Paradise, Paradise Lost, Lost, and the Supernatural. CW. Yeah, that's, that's, what happens, that's pretty yeah. much how that works. So, yeah, I feel like uh, Satan, Lucifer, the devil, whatever you want to call him, uh, uh, some monster, supervillain. All right, Satan's off the board, people. <laughs> Suckers. Hope Darn you got it. backups. Hope you got backups. <laughs> Moving to my left, Brian Hamilton. <laughs> so I took this uh, supervillain monster draft as a challenge to create the best Halloween party guest list <laughs> of oh, any realm. What, what three monsters or supervillains, living or dead, would you have over for Halloween night? <laughs> Is that what's happening here? Yes. Okay. Well... Any great Halloween party needs a bartender with an open bar. So I would like to pick star of Stephen King's Shining, Jack Torrance, as my Halloween party's bartender and my number one draft pick for this draft. He has an in with a swanky ghost crowd, make an awesome party, uh, party attendee, and uh, he would serve some pretty awesome drinks, I think. Uh, Hair of the dog that bit ya, and he would get uh, Lloyd, his uh, bartender friend, to help him out. It would be fantastic. In addition to you know, The Shining being one of my favorite movies of all time. 
See, I was going to give you some credit there for picking a, a villain from a book like Aline, but um, you went directly to the movie. So. No, no, I'm going to the movie. I've never read the book. But wait, I have no patience. Is, is Jack, is he really the monster or supervillain? Or is he the victim? I, I, I contest this pick, Brian. Well, next we have a pick. Challenge. Thank you for listening. <laughs> he does monstrous things. He does, but is it really him? Or is it... You or is it dance pick? He's you possessed. could say that about any monster, any villain, really. You know, something may have happened to any villain in but his childhood or her childhood I, to I, make them the way they are. But I kind of feel like he was possessed. That, that's I, I what happens know. when you vacation in Colorado in the winter. Okay, I'm from Colorado, so I really take issue with that statement, David. You're, you're I mean, safe. You're right safe because you're from right Colorado. Colorado. It's just <laughs> the vacationers. I think, I think the true monster immunity. here is Brian, who has turned us all against ourselves. <laughs> I'm closing right, this can of worms back up and Brian, passing it along. Brian, were you picking Jack Nicholson? Or I'm still confused on this. <laughs> Maybe he was picking Stephen Weber from the TV version. Mm, no, that was no, monstrous. No, no. All right, you, you get, you get uh, Jack in the Shining. Yes! Steve, what's your monster or, and or supervillain? Well, Jason, I suppose this is inevitable, so we might as well get it out of the way. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take Skeletor from the Masters of the Universe. Do not encourage this. This podcast is over. <laughs> See, the amazing thing about Skeletor is he managed to be a memorable villain in what is basically a toy commercial. And not just a toy commercial, but a toy commercial whose hero is just a muscly dude in a loincloth with a page boy haircut. That's not that exciting. And the villains surrounding Skeletor aren't that exciting. You don't hear people talking about Merman anymore. You don't hear a lot of people going off about Stinkor. Well, maybe Stinkor a little bit. Um, but Skeletor, people remember. And that's because apparently the toy designer at Mattel who came up with Skeletor wanted to make him the stuff of children's nightmares. He wanted to traumatize kids, so he gave him like this creepy, ripped, blue body with claws. I don't know, uh, you may not realize this unless you had one of the early figures, but he doesn't have regular feet. He's got like three talons that he somehow puts into these weird purple boots. I don't know, it's strange. And then on top of that, the dude has a yellow skull for a head. I don't know what the transition looks like between the blue body and the yellow skull. It's, <laughs> it's always it's hidden behind that under, hood. It's under the hood. Yeah. I bet it looks it creepy as hell, It's, it's better that you don't know, Steve. Um, so anyway, he's totally inappropriate for children, which is why kids love him. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, anybody who saw him as a child has an indelible image of a yellow skull kind of uh, burnt into the back of their fear centers. So uh, yeah, that makes him cool. Is he a supervillain or a monster? Uh, I would say he's both. All right. Why can't you be both? Why can't it be both, Jason? Get you a guy who can do both, both, Jason. <laughs> yeah, I like to imagine the guys at Filmation, like the executives coming in and, and seeing those initial storyboards and saying, oh my God, we can't put this guy on the screen. We're going to be paying for kids' therapy bills for the next 30 years. And I think that's probably why they gave him that really goofy voice. I, you know, they probably figured he'd be less terrifying if he sounded like J. Jonah Jameson has been huffing helium for the last 20 minutes. <laughs> You know, no, seriously, though, I mean, you look at him and you think there's going to be like this sepulchral death rattle that comes out of him. And then it turns out it's like a munchkin who's been smoking for a lot of years. So, uh, yeah, I mean, in spite of that, people remember Skeletor as this incredible badass. And uh, I think anybody who can pull that off gets my vote. So is he a monster? Is he a supervillain? Which you're both right. Anyway, he's Skeletor. He's mine. I got him. All right. And uh, the rest of you can eat it. <laughs> the, uh... Seriously, the main character of that show is named He-Man. He-Man. Who? 
He dash man. He man. Okay. Blonde guy in a loincloth. Oh, that's that Why guy. Why would we remember that guy ever? Or not know. for Skeletor. I don't know. And maybe She-Ra. Yeah, okay. All right. Maybe I had a little thing for She-Ra. Well, Stephen, we probably shouldn't go too deep into that. But I will if you'd like. I think uh, I, I'm, I'm actually surprised by this pick, if only because I thought that you would not give the people what they wanted. Oh, <laughs> no. I'm a, I'm a complete whore. Okay. <laughs> Monty. <laughs> you don't get to pick either Satan or Skeletor or George <laughs> Lucas and various others. I feel like there's been a lot of supervillains picked, and I'm going to pick a monster. I'm going to pick the best monster. Don't do it. I'm going to pick a monster who's so versatile he can work as a superhero or a waiter. Don't do it. I'm going to pick a monster who, if I could give spoilers for a book from 1971, no. is at the end is of a at book. The end of this book. I'm picking Grover. <laughs> because Grover is the best monster and everybody knows it. I'm going to dramatically line Grover out of my picks list now. Thank you, Monty. <laughs> Got to scratch him off of mine, too. But hey, Team Blue. <laughs> what can't Grover do? Uh, he's not a very good waiter, to be perfectly honest. I don't think he ever got anything right. But that's okay. He's yeah. my pal. He's everybody's pal. Yeah, everybody loves Grover, right? Grover. Grover. I, I have no debating for Grover. That wait, is, wait, what about Super Grover? Well, is that a separate pick or the same pick? It's the same pick, Grover. Same guy. That's just one of the aspects of the many facets of Grover. You guys all have villains. I have a monster who's a superhero. I'm ready to fight. All right. Full disclosure, I was Grover for Halloween one year. <laughs> okay, good. I believe it. Yeah. I, I believe it, too. Joe? And, uh, uh, yes. Uh, don't, don't pick Grover or Satan. <laughs> Same, really, I'll, I'll basically. i a little in between. I also think that, you know, we've got a lot of villains, so I wanted to go the monster route, and uh, what's creepier, weirder, more monstrous than uh, a monster that can be anything? And so, of course, I'm picking The Thing from John Carpenter's <laughs> The Thing, uh, because that is scary and disturbing, and you don't know who could be The Thing or how many of the people you know could be The Thing or A Thing. Or it's things. like the goriest game of Secret Hitler. Sure. <laughs> so that, that's my pick. The thing from, from, uh, from John Carpenter's. John Carpenter's the oh, not the walking carrot from the Howard Hawks film. No, not okay. that one. Frankenstein's carrot. No, okay. not so much. You, yeah, that's still on the table if someone wants that. I approve of the thing as a pick because you got to love a monster who is not afraid to do everything in the grossest way humanly possible, or monstrously possible, I guess, more appropriately. Well, that's your mission statement, isn't it, Steve? Oh, yeah. I mean, you're a, you're a shape-shifting monster from outer space, and somebody's about to discover that you're not the scientist you claim you are. You could just grow claws and scratch the guy or bite him and run away, but no, the thing decides to open his chest cavity and chew the guy's arms off with jaws that grow out of the inside of his chest. And then his uh, head grows spider claws, and he scuttles away under a table somewhere. That's, that's style points. That's style, right yeah. Yeah. He's to do with some flair. Important rules question. Does choosing the thing from the thing take the thing from the Fantastic Four off the table? No. Okay, just check. You'd have to prove to me that he's a villain or monster. Okay. He's sort of monster. monster. monster I don't think it's that hard. All right, okay. Well, if you want to use the pick for that thing, you can. Thing one and thing two still on the table. All right. (laughs) Yes. Thing one and thing two also available. What about thing from uh, Adam's family? Oh. Oh, Yeah. yeah. Super villain. Okay. Thing draft. That's That's not my next pick. Uh, no, Jason. okay, so I, I, get, I get to make my pick here at the end of the round, and although Monty came close to picking my number one pick, he missed it by a little. I, 
I, I'm no. afraid to put more Muppets in the first don't round. Don't do it. But it's don't do it. Happen. No, no. He's got a he's got a horrible eating disorder. Oh, no, Jason, Jason, no. And yet nothing seems to go down. It just goes everywhere. So he's a mess, and he can't control his appetites. Of course, me one cookie. It's in the name. He is a monster. It is Cookie Monster, and I get him. And all my cookies are gone now. Damn you, crumbs. Jason Snell. On the floor. Jason, Jason uh, technically, I'm not sure he's a monster. That's a family name. He <laughs> <laughs> comes like from a we, long line of monsters. I like how he went yeah, Grover. Fred Monster, his father. Mm. Uh, Auntie, John, John uh, Monster. Yeah. yeah. John sure. Monster, John Monster. That's part of the family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, spoilers for other monsters who will be picked. This special live edition of The Incomparable is brought to you by Casper. Casper is a sleep brand that created a perfect mattress that's sold directly to consumers. It eliminates commission-driven inflated prices. Get the middleman out of buying a mattress. It's got an award-winning sleep surface developed in-house at Casper, a sleek design, and is delivered in a box so small. You'll say, how did they get a whole mattress in that little box. In addition to the mattress, Casper also offers an adaptive pillow and soft, breathable sheets. An in-house team of engineers has spent thousands of hours developing Casper. It combines springy latex and supportive memory foams for a sleep surface that's got just the right sink and just the right bounce. Plus, its breathable design sleeps cool to help you regulate your temperature through the night. Mattresses can often cost well over $1,500. Casper mattresses, though, start at $500 for a twin, all the way up to $950 for a king. And most importantly, if you're buying an internet mattress, buying a Casper is completely risk-free. There's free delivery and free returns with a 100-night home trial. Sleep on it for three months and decide if you love it. And if you don't, they'll pick it up and refund everything. Casper understands the importance of truly sleeping on a mattress before you commit something you can't do at one of those mattress showrooms. So check out Casper, an obsessively engineered mattress at an amazingly fair price, made in the USA. And listeners to The Incomparable get $50 toward any Casper purchase of a mattress by visiting casper.com slash Snell and using offer code Snell. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you to Casper for sponsoring this special live edition of The Incomparable. All right, I got Cookie Monster. I don't know how that happened. And that's good and, enough for uh, me. Erica's shaking her head at me because we're in round two now, Erica. Who are you going to pick? It's not Cookie Monster, I'll tell you that. Damn it. <laughs> See, I thought about going with Cookie Monster first, but I was like, no, I'll stick to my, I'll stick to my shtick. I'll go with the Doctor Who Monster. And I didn't prepare terribly well for this draft because I didn't know how many we would actually get through, so I was ready with Cookie Monster and figured I'd wing it from there. And here we are at the beginning well, well, of well, round, well. round two. Round two begins. Erica's out of picks. <laughs> It's a sad, sad thing. So, you know what? I'm just going to stick with Doctor Who. So, yep. Why not? What? Yeah, surprise, surprise. Stay uh, in your lane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so, I'm going to go with uh, the person who I think is the second biggest supervillain in all of Doctor Who, and that is Davros, the creator of the Daleks, um, who I don't think are actually monsters. I think he's a supervillain. I don't think he created monsters. I think they're just terrible, terrible people and little machines. So we had this conversation yesterday when we yep. were discussing. We've been pre-gaming this draft for like 24 hours now. And um, I said the Daleks were monsters. Nope. And you said that I'm being an alien racist. Yep. <laughs> yep. They're just aliens. They are. I mean, that well, we don't like. They're mutated humans, really. I mean, when, you know, or humanoids when it comes down to it. So, yeah. So instead you go with Davros. So instead I'm going to go with Davros, who is clearly a supervillain. I mm-hmm. mean, he created this, this whole genetically 
modified race of, of things people-ish. That, Dies uh, many times, keeps yeah. coming back. Keeps Nobody coming knows back, why. yep. I mean, he, well, for a long time we thought he didn't actually have eyes and we saw through like a weird jewel on his forehead. <laughs> Recently we found out that's not the case. He's had eyes this whole time, just kept him closed for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> he's also creepy as I'll get out. Yes. That's not what I of, wanted to say, but he's creepy. Yes, kind of monstrous looking, but yeah. definitely, definitely a super villain. Mm-hmm. All right. Doctor Who picks from Erica. David, you have a horse. What's next? I, I, I have a horse and a desert, and the horse has no name. It's mm-hmm. no. Um, well, I've got a villain. I would say he's a supervillain because uh, the, the, the team that put him away faced off against similar villains over the years, uh, but he took it one step beyond. Um, I'm, I guarantee you probably don't know his name. It is Big Bob Oakley. Oh, sure, Big Bob. Yeah, yeah. Big, big Bob. <laughs> Oakley? Um, yeah, yeah. He was a villain who That's disguised himself Oakley's. not just as one monster, but as a gypsy, a werewolf, Dracula, and Frankenstein's monster in, in order to get the Franken-jewels. Also, he makes a mean pair of sunglasses. That's right. And in uh, episode 11 of the original Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? A Gaggle of Galloping Ghosts. He played four four ghosts to try and get this to happen. And he would have gotten away with it, too, if it hadn't been for those meddling kids. That's a deep cut, David. Thank you. Is it just me, or is that the most David pick ever? (laughs) Wait wait till the next round. Yeah, in the next round, there's going to be some obscure um, theatrical villain (laughs) from, like, it's going to be, like, the, like, Elphaba from Wicked or something like that. No, it's going to be Eugene O'Neill. Okay, good. Spoilers. (laughs) All right. Uh, you've got you've got B- uh, Big Bob Oakley from Scooby Doo. Um, enjoy, Stephen. I'm going to go uh, uh, taking the lead from my previous two contestants here. I'm going to go Doctor Who and a deep cut, but don't worry. It's going there's going to be an explanation to this. Uh, it's a monster, uh, a monster as I should say. They're called the Crotons. Ah, uh, excellent. The stony silence means I get Do to you explain get them this. With salad. They're great in salads. They're great yeah. on salads. Yeah. Now the Crotons like for were from yeah. were from a 1969 Doctor Who story that actually still exists. Try to envision uh, about a seven-foot-tall monster that has painted wooden blocks as shoes. Um, You know those little hoses that sort of connects uh, the washing machine to, like, the rest of the house, those sort of, like, metallic... Yeah, those are its legs. Uh, Try to envision a refrigerator... In about, about mid to late 1960s. Now try to imagine a cardboard box that would actually house that refrigerator. That's its torso. <laughs> then think of an oversized opaque whiskey glass as its head that spins around on the top. And then it speaks in a voice that goes, Oh, God, leave the hole. Whoa, is he here? He is here. <laughs> and then try and envision a three-channel universe in England in 1969, and that that monstrosity is occupying time on one of them, that's a monstrous thing to do (laughs) to a a generation of children. So, the Crotons from 1969, Doctor Who. Okay, Erica, space racism uh, question for you? Yes, I have the space racism rebuttal here. The Crotons, they were were just robotic-ish people that were trying to get stuff done. You, you know those were just poor innocent actors inside refrigerator boxes, well, right? What Robotic they were, people? What they were trying to do were to... <laughs> Solid. Yeah. 
They were trying to cull the smart people, a.k.a. the high brains, and then they would use their energy and spit them out the other end where they would be vaporized, and they would celebrate stupidity. Yeah. Villains. Villains now? Super right. villains. So er- Erica, Erica is saying that you're, despite all of your space racism, they are villainous. They are villainous okay. in their intent, yes. While they're just trying and to And they look dumb. So. And they're not very good on salads, oddly enough. I tried them a couple I times. I disagree. So. Uh, Aline, what do you have? You have Voldemort in, on your evil team already. So. I do. I'm Where really do nervous go? about this one. This one, mm, I don't know. Are you courting controversy? <laughs> I am. Uh-huh. Okay, so... History is written by the victors, and I, I think we all accept that, right? We all have a very kind of Eurocentric view, those of us who are raised in the United States. Um, I would say we also have a very Earth-centric view of who a hero and villain is. Hmm. Um, therefore, I picked the doctor. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> Snap. From my perspective, the Jedi are evil. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't think you're alone in thinking that he's a villain. There was a whole arc about that in series six. So, it, there was him. Yeah, so where, explain. where the word doctor... Explain. Explain. Well, you know, just think about the poor, the poor weeping angels, the poor Daleks. <laughs> the po- poor Daleks, they're just, the, just the aliens, poor not monsters Cybermen. at all. The poor Cybermen, they're just trying to do their thing. They're trying to get right? things done. Right? Get things and done. they are continually thwarted by the doctor. And I... I while I appreciate it, um, because I am from Earth, I can see other perspectives, and I believe that he is kind of villainous. See, I, I'm going to go with you on this, but for different reasons. Okay. Because the Please doctor stop. has a tendency, I mean, besides the Series 6 thing where, you know, the word doctor means warrior instead of, instead of healer, uh, he shows up all over the place and just sows chaos. Yes. Exactly. And then he just waltzes away. Mm-hmm. You know, he'll, he'll foment a revolution, overthrow whatever power system is in place, and then he just takes off in his TARDIS, and, and you know, after a revolution, that's when things get rough. Yep. I, I'm going to accept Erica's argument here, too, and point out that that also means that Angela Lansbury from Murder, She Wrote is available. Because wherever <laughs> she went, everybody yep. died, too. Pretty much the same. I've, I've watched Doctor Who my entire life, and it's become my life, and I feel really bad about that decision now. <laughs> this, this actually went over a lot better than I thought I would. I was you're, like, oh, we've got a lot rooting. of Doctor Who fanatics up here. I'm going to be in trouble, but okay. I'm, I'm, sitting next, I'm sitting between them. That was dangerous. Oh, super dangerous. Dan, you have Satan. <laughs> uh, you know, I realized it was a bold choice last time. So uh, I'm going to go a little more conservative this time and pick a straight-up supervillain. Um, a figure who has truly terrorized the poor people of an innocent city. Um, they, they don't want to go out at night at all because of the threat from this. I'm picking Batman. <laughs> Think, yeah, hey, I, hey, he's a villain. I mean, hey. he dresses up like a bat and goes up and beats up people. Like, you know, he lives in an underground lair. Cosplay it's a good thing and Tony living didn't in the basement come. does not make you a villain. <laughs> Beating up people does. <laughs> I think it's a really, really good thing Tony's not here today. Uh, this is partially in his honor. Um, you know, he, there's this, this poor clown who's just constantly abused by him. This poor clown. This poor clown. I, you know. That's like saying uh, poor Daleks and poor Cybermen. There's a poor, um, I don't know. Bruce Wayne could be spending his billions to help Parasol Gotham City, but no. He does not spend up. his billions helping Gotham City. He spends all that money on himself, on this, toys. A wonderful, wonderful toys for himself. This second round took a real turn. (laughs) Yeah. 
Uh, you know, Dan, you you can you can do what you want here, but you're getting a villainous Batman on your on your side. I I, I mean, can anyone beat a villainous Batman? I mean, you know, he's pretty who unstoppable. Else you, who else do you put next to Satan, really, besides a villainous Satan, Batman? Batman. <laughs> Seems that's logical. just logical. Yeah, that, that's how you'll introduce them. <laughs> Satan, Batman, <laughs> Batman, Batman, Satan. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the uh, it's the Bible. It's uh, Paradise Lost. It's Supernatural, and it's Batman. And DC Comics. Yeah. yeah okay. There you go. Right there. Interesting worldview that we're learning about Dan here. Brian, what's your choice? Well, for those of us who are not socially inclined enough to go to a Halloween party and actually meet other people, I like board game parties so that you can, you know, meet other people and have, like, a reason to be there talking to a bunch of other people. So, what supervillain is always down to play a game? Everybody's favorite murderous puppet, Jigsaw, from the Saw franchise. Uh, I would invite him to my party so he can bring such uh, party favorites as Severers of Catan, uh, Tendon to Ride, and uh, Carcass. So, n- <laughs> anyone? No? Wow. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Good thing there was an audience for that one. <laughs> Brian, are you trying to have a party that nobody comes to? Is that what's going on? Here? Everyone's going to arrive and then die. So no one's going <laughs> to leave the party. It's going to be, be crowded. It's parties at the Hotel California. Except with bodies. Ooh. <laughs> Uh, but no, seriously, Saw was my first horror movie that got me down the ridiculous rabbit hole that is, you know, shock cinema and all of that. So it means a lot to me, even if the sequels did kind of go downhill. I like it. I want to honor my uh, horror movie roots with uh, the big, swirly-cheeked mascot of the Saw franchise. All right. Jigsaw is joining Jack from The Shining at Brian's wonderful Halloween party. Try the punch. You're Steve. not selling me on this Halloween party. Mm. <laughs> Hmm, hmm. I can't decisions. wait to see who's next. Steve. Decisions, decisions. Uh, boy, there's strategy. I'm, I'm, planning, I'm planning my strategy, strategy now. now. Oh. Why start Ooh. now, Steve? Suddenly. All right. Yeah, well, I'm going to continue with my usual strategy, which is to pick people that there's no chance in hell anybody else is going to pick, thereby completely circumventing the whole point of the draft strategy. Mm-hmm. This draft and, has a um, point? What's that? We have a point here? Not that I can see. Okay, then go on, by all means. So uh, I'm going to go down my list a little bit, and I'm going to take the tall man from Phantasm off the board. Um, boy! No, it's more like, boy! <laughs> you play a good game, Brian. Um, yeah, it was my uh, first horror movie. I saw it in the theater in 1978. I was six, so it made a little bit of an impression on me. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, the tall man, you look at him, you how think, did How were you allowed to be kept with your parents? I this was is with explaining so much. or older. <laughs> It was actually supposed to be my brother's in, uh, influence, and I don't think he was supposed to be in the theater either, technically, but... <laughs> this explains a lot. It's uh, good, good modeling on uh, behalf of my siblings. Yeah, you know, the, you look at the tall man, and you think, well, he's just an old dude who happens to be wearing lifts, and uh, that's not that impressive, but he has a lot of things going for him. He has a variety of powers that I think potentially push him from monster into supervillain, mm-hmm. but I don't think we necessarily need to parse that out too much. He can turn into a hot 70s chick with too much eyeshadow. Which is pretty sweet. I mean, you never know when you're going to need one of those around, right? Um, He commands an army of dead people that he has compressed down to one-third size and dressed up as Jawas, which, you know, if that's your thing, whatever. (laughs) It Um, is. It is. He can single-handedly pick up an occupied coffin that it previously took eight strapping young dudes to lift. Uh, So that's pretty sweet. Uh, The fact that the coffin is clearly made of uh, a cardboard really shouldn't (laughs) diminish that feat in any way, but, you know. Um, He has a shiny flying robotic ball that sucks all the blood out of people's heads and uh, spits it out all over the floor, and that, that comes in handy once in a while. And uh, if you sever his fingers, they turn into giant flies, 
and his blood is apparently mustard, so you never run out of condiments. <laughs> so he's, you know, he's kind of a Swiss army knife of monsters slash supervillains, and, uh, you know, he freaked me out pretty good as a kid, so I'm uh, gonna, gonna honor him in this way by selecting him to hang out with Skeletor and I on my list of dudes that I drafted. All right, on, the no monster, on monster Island, Steve's Monster That's Island. Right. That's right. Very good. Okay, Monty, uh, you're sitting next to the guy with Skeletor and the tall man. You have Grover. What, what next? <laughs> I think I'm going to win. <laughs> well, I'm going to pick a villain, and I'd like to take a second to discuss the difference between a villain and a supervillain. Okay, here we go. You would agree, would you not, that a villain... <laughs> <laughs> don't tell me what I would agree with. I am just a simple country lawyer. <laughs> you don't know me. A villain who appears in comic books has an extra start on being a super villain. And in addition, a villain with vast resources and who appears in comic books, almost certainly a super villain. And a villain who's just completely diabolical and has no regard. Anyway, I'm picking Cruella de Vil. <laughs> <laughs> who did appear in a couple of comic books. There was an adaptation of 101 Dalmatians in March 1961. And she's clearly very rich. Look at that car, for one thing. It's like three city blocks long. She's extremely villainous. She has no regard for any rules. She will cut up an animal like that. Like how? Wow, that's good foley. I like the echo there. And also, she's incredibly stylish, which I think is important in a villain, and that's what takes you from villain to super villain, mm. super stylish villain. I will admit, I'm a little worried about my team having Cruella Deville and Grover on it. <laughs> that is a, a fetching well, blue coat you've got there, now. Cruella. Hmm. I'm hoping that Grouper, uh, sorry, I'm hoping that Grover is a little bit too mangy to be made into a hat. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and you have to admit. It's a bold move for Disney to basically have a vivisectionist as a villain. That's... Yeah, those, you mean Grover? Those dogs are so cute. <laughs> They're so cute. He's a very bad waiter. Now part of the Disney family of properties. All right. Uh, Cruella DeVille is added to your list. You Joe, are you going to mention the theme song? Oh, yeah. She has a great theme song. Yeah. There you go. You may have the only villain that has her own theme song. There are plenty of songs about Satan. And what about That's a very Dr. good point. Who? That's and true. Batman. Yeah, that's right. There's na, that na, Batman na, song. Na, 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 na. Bat- Satan. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That was no, a truly rousing that. rendition, Monty. Thank that you. That's good. Joe Steele, what's your choice? Uh, I'm going on a little bit of a, a tangent here from what. How what dare you? you? I'm sorry. Stick to format, please. Just to branch off from, from this selection to something I think might be a little bit more monstrous and villainous, uh, but still perhaps within the Disney family. And so I'm going to go uh, with Ursula the Sea Witch. Yes. Uh, because I feel like she's pretty not nice to people sometimes. And uh, she's kind of gross with the shape-shifting stuff into a giant version of herself or into a person to seduce another man. So it's, it's good. She, she has powers, so she's super. And in her maybe true form, she's kind of monstrous, right? So I think, I think you're completely justified in picking Ursula. Yep. So uh, I'm going with that one. She also has minions, those creepy, creepy, gross eels. Flotsam yeah. and jetsam. Yeah. Wow. If you say so. Ten, ten points to Joe for knowing the names of the eels and the Little Mermaid. The boss is on a roll. Those poor, unfortunate souls. Mm. I think his villain has a better theme song than my villain, although they're both very good. 
All right, so it's t- my, time for my pick, and I'm going to pick uh, something. You know, one of the classic monsters in all of history is the revived from various pieces of other bodies uh, Frankenstein, right? Frankenstein's monster, I should say. Sorry, I don't want to be yeah. incorrect yeah. here. Frankenstein's yeah. monster. Mm-hmm. Frank- I was sure you were going to say John Madden. Frankenstein's monster. Uh, a classic. We've seen it in many forms, from the comedic to the horrific, uh, in literary form and, of course, made famous in film form. And what I want to point out here is that um, what's truly evil is the supervillain behind the monster, the man who brought life, horrible, horrible, monstrous life from death. And that's why I'm picking with my choice, Dr. Frankenstein, a supervillain. Doctors are evil, you heard it here. (laughs) It's Frankenstein, Jason. And he created a monster. See what I did there? I went the other... Anyway, Dr. Frankenstein. Is this the Dr. Frankenstein of... Frankenstein's Island, or is this a I prefer to think of him Ooh. as John Carradine in Frankenstein Island. His, Would you say he has power? The power? He has power and strength. Would you say he's the power? He has the power. The power? The oh, dear. And he... Fo- uh, yes, we're, no more the, Frankenstein wait, The Island. power? All right. We are, two, the power? we are two rounds in. Doesn't everybody feel we smarter have our own than when we Jason. <laughs> Um, what what will happen now, Erica? You, you're back around. Have you have you get, got it together? Have you got, uh, yeah. gathered some thoughts here? I have. All I right. have actually listening to Monty sort of talk about what what really makes a supervillain. That was helpful for me because because I was able to kind of put things together. I have chosen someone not from Doctor Who, although I am staying on brand to a certain extent. Uh, someone who has special abilities and powers can shape shift. Um, has vast resources, an entire kingdom, uh, has plenty of minions, lots and lots of them populating this kingdom. Uh, style, wow, yes. I mean, this may be one of the most stylish villains we talk about at all You got today. to top Cruella de Vil, though. And, oh, and I Satan. know, just, just you wait. All right. Also, theme song, several, several songs, really great songs. I am talking about Jareth, the Goblin King from Labyrinth. Uh. As played by, by David, David Bowie. Bowie. Yeah, I mean, Cruella Deville, pretty stylish, but wow. As you watch that movie, uh, David Bowie's costumes just get better and better. Also lighter and lighter as his character sort of starts to be redeemed before the end of the film, and then it just doesn't quite get there. Yeah, David Bowie. I think the true Jared. villain are his tights in <laughs> that movie. I would not say villain. That's the hero of that film. <laughs> All right, mm-hmm. Labyrinth. Uh, that's it. Yeah, see, go to your safe brand. zone. Go yep, to your exactly. comfort food there. Mm-hmm. All right, David, you have a bad horse and a Scooby-Doo villain. What's next? <laughs> I, I just want to say I want to bet with myself because I was I was going to say she was going to pick Jareth. So, thank you. Um, what did you win, David? Uh, this my, pick. Uh, yeah, yeah, this pick. Uh, so I'm going outside the box a little bit. I know. I know. David, you've been outside the box for quite some I, time. Now. I haven't been in the box in decades. Um, Get him back in the box, people. <laughs> yeah, we back have a stage box. full of boxes on the loot crate. Here's, stage. here's a box for David to go in. This is yeah, uh, but they're all It's all Walking Dead. I don't watch the Walking Dead. Um, so, okay, this is a man who is quite famous. He faked his own death, put his closest, dearest friend into years of anguish. And invented, this is where we get into headcanon, but there's nothing in the text to contradict this. Invented a supervillain nemesis as an excuse to fake his own death, Sherlock Holmes. Hmm. We never see Professor Moriarty in the original stories. 
there, we only have his word for it that, that Moriarty even exists. And he was tired of being documented the way Watson was documenting. He just wanted to get away. How best to do that? Fake his own death. So, there you go. Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes monster for doing that. So we're just going to let that stand then, huh? <laughs> he created a supervillain for monstrous reasons. Allegedly. Uh, Allegedly. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go with that. I, I don't know, judges. I, I'm not seeing it. All right. How about how about well, 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 you just get to just get to replace it? Someone's well, finally gone. Sure, I mean, if it's disqualified. <laughs> yeah, it had to happen eventually, right? This is just some so, stealth so initiative to take two pick. picks in one round. I see what you're doing here. <laughs> yeah. My alternate pick would be you, someone portrayed by Ricardo Montalban. Do that, Mr. Rourke, for destroying. I'll allow it. Destroying. People who just wanted a simple fantasy, mm-hmm. they just wanted an enjoyable weekend, and every damn time, he destroys them with irony. For those who only know Fantasy Island from Ricardo Montalban and his white suits and Hervé Villachez going, the plane, boss, the plane. the plane. Let me tell you, watch some of those. It is dark. It is dark. It's like Roddy McDowell. The love boat, if it was like the love boat, but it began to sink. That is Fantasy Speaking Island. Speaking of, Roddy McDowell had a recurring role. Mm-hmm. As, As the devil, yes. How did you know about my Love Boat fan fiction, Jason? <laughs> I read the internet. Okay, Mr. Rourke from Fantasy Island. It, that is inspired. And, and he has it. a little tiny minion. I mean, come on. Yeah. Wasn't Malcolm that, McDowell that, a, that, that role a, yeah. in the reboot? Yep. Yep. <laughs> Any role that can be played by Malcolm McDowell is a supervillain. <laughs> That's right. That's right. All right, solid pick. And, solid and, rule. And Ricardo was scarier. Mm. Steven. Well, it's uh, advantageous, you, I suppose. You have George Lucas and uh, somebody wearing wooden shoes in a refrigerator box. Uh, yes. So yes, so a Dutchman, uh, 1969 Doctor Who villain. It was advantageous that this loot crate box dropped on my lap that has a book entitled The Legion of Regrettable Supervillains. Isn't that um, weird? Synergy. Uh, and I could, I could reach into the depths of this epic tome and select such notable enemies as the human flying fish and praying mantis man, but I won't. I won't today. I'm Save going that for the fifth round. I'm going to yes. I'm I'm keeping that for the uh, for the sleeper picks at the end there. Um, I'm going to go with uh, back to the Star Wars universe. Uh, Grand Moff Tarkin Ooh. as a supervillain. Uh, for it was he who in fact sort of led the uh, the Imperial Alliance, Imperial Death Squad in uh, in Star Wars, even commandeered. Yeah. Even Dan, can I get a ruling I'm, on I'm Star Wars some issues on the Imperial Alliance? I don't know. I just I didn't know what they're yeah, called. Have you ever seen so, Star Wars? The Empire. Even? Those guys. The Empire. The guys in the suits. Uh, I don't come into in your Doctor Who fandom and just start making Ooh. stuff up. So, <laughs> well, and, and apparently he has a f- apparently he has quite a foul stench from what I know. he does. Apparently he stinks. Yeah. According to at least man. one princess from a former planet. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't smell like Corinthian leather like some monsters plant. do. Con- commented off yeah. the record. <laughs> what, what makes him a monster is that he actually is like holding Vader's leash throughout this entire, uh, this entire movie. Um, his interrogation tactics are horrifying. You know, stage one of, her, of his interrogation of Princess Leia is blowing up her planet. Where does he go from there? It's difficult to think. And then when you think that Peter Cushing during most of the scenes that were uh, when he was in costume, didn't like his boots, and so basically destroyed Princess Leia's planet while wearing hush puppy slippers. 
that's remarkable callousness that makes him a monstrous supervillain. I think anytime you um, are in charge of, Darth, you're like Darth Vader's manager. Yeah, <laughs> you've got you got to do his annual review, and you blow up a planet. Yeah, you're a supervillain at that. Exactly. Point. Yeah. And everyone knows you have to dress for blowing up planets. That's not something you can be casual about. Mm-hmm. That is right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, he wore it well. Peter Cushing, Grand Moff Tarkin. That's yeah. a great one. Okay. Although really, wouldn't that have been even more insulting to like turn up in your boxer shorts to blow up Princess Leia's planet? <laughs> I couldn't even bother. He he's still in bed. He just radioed it in. He doesn't want to even get up, but he's going to blow up your planet anyway. He's that evil. Aline, you have Voldemort and the Doctor. <laughs> the um, super I team. hope they get along. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I have I have a couple of choices here. I think All right, so we already have a Sesame Street choice, but I think I have to pick another one. Um, they're aliens. Yeah, yeah. Yep. They they beam you. Mean, yep, 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 yep. No. How are they monsters or supervillains though? If they're just aliens, we've got some more spacism happening here. Space racism. It, it, no, but but they. Kuzbane is a perfectly nice planet. But they are the creepy. They make there. that noise. They're creepy. They are creepy. They make that noise, and the way they move makes them monstrous. So they judgy. Like, well, they are wow. furry like Earth monsters. Wow. Right, they so are. they're space wow. monsters. They're, they're space monsters. And I, Do they have names? What, what are they and I, where are I they from? I think they're called the Yip Yips. I yep. really, yeah. The, the from the Kuzbane, planet Kuzbane. I only knew them as yip, yip, yip. So you do that, and it's just like automatically like a visceral and the jaw reaction like to totally it. unhinges yes. and yeah, and it kind of like wiggles. The jaw wiggles. Right. Jaws shouldn't do that. With the Grover precedent, I'm going to give it to you as a space monster. Okay, thank you. I'll allow it. Thank you. I love those guys. I didn't oh. find them creepy at all. I thought they were. Me awesome. too. I, I agree. Dan, hi Jason. You got Satan and Batman. Well, what else do I need? Um, pass. Yeah, you know I've been thinking over and. and all right, this next one I realize might be a little contentious, but I, do, I delved into some case law precedent for that. Um, I'm picking a truly insidious monster that really just gets into your head, um, destroys your psyche, um, keeps you awake at night until you're so, you know, basically riddled with insomnia that you can never again rest. I'm picking the Monster Mash. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Brian, your hopes have been graveyard smashed. I knew somebody was going to pick it. I didn't think it would be Dan. <laughs> I'm going off book with this one. Wow. These are the words you've been waiting to hear. I'll allow it. <laughs> Bobby I Boris recall, Pickett. The robot was the precedent, yes. I believe. So Bobby I, I Boris Pickett's monster mesh. Uh, yep. It I mean, was a graveyard smash. It, it was. It caught on in a flash. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you have a, the lyrics there. I do you? have the lyrics because I, I came prepared. Everybody no, no. You came prepared. You Dan, I'm afraid we can't accept this pick Google. unless you put on a horrible Transylvanian accent while you say those things. It has uh, to be something like this. The ma- no, I can't do it. No, I'm not going to do it. It was a graveyard smash. No, but there's I like a ma- monster there's... mash is still on the board. The monster mash is It's not. required. <laughs> it's part and parcel. Uh, yeah, so uh, nothing worse than getting the monster mash stuck in your head, as we all know, because uh-huh. it's really hard to get out. <laughs> so the monster mash, I feel, is the only thing that can complement Batman and I, Satan. I thought you were going to, with, to go with something intangible like insomnia, which would have been interesting, and I might have allowed it, but mon- the monster mash, solid. It's got monster right in the name. How exactly. It not it's hard to argue with. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Dan. You've got Satan and Batman, and you know what they're doing? They're doing the monster mash. The mash. Monster right mash. now. Brian, you have horrible things from horror movies. Uh, who's your third guest at your horrible Halloween party? I legitimately was going to pick the Monster Mash as the song that everybody would dance to. So instead, I will pick its DJ, 
uh, as portrayed by Christian Bale in the 1999-2000 ish movie, uh, American Psycho, Patrick Bateman. Uh, every song he would murder somebody. Uh, he would play Huey Lewis in the news. He would play um, Phil Collins. It would be a great time. He has fantastic taste in music and fantastic taste in uh, fashion as he murders people. So the more music he plays, the more people would die. And I feel like that is the hallmark of a great Halloween party. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good monster. I'm going to allow... I am never going to a Halloween party with you, ever. No one ever has. It's okay. Bri- Brian does well, not... Well, now I'm the monster. Are the you monster. not following it? Brian does not want people at his party. <laughs> he does not want you there. He's going to keep Please note, this is a Halloween party in New Jersey. It's a party to celebrate social anxiety disorder. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That is a creepy group you got there, Brian. Steve, you have the tall man from Phantasm and Skeletor. I do. Now what? <laughs> I think I'm done. What do you need beyond that? All right, all right. If I must, if I must. Um, you know, if I may be serious for a moment. You know Seems I'm all about strategy, right? Yeah. I don't think you can. You're probably right. I'm going uh, to take everyone in this room, including myself, because, Jason, aren't we the real monsters? <laughs> I know I am. Roll credits. That is such a power move. I've got so many monsters now. You guys are going down. Steve, I have a point of order question. What's is that? it just the people in this room? Or is it all or of us? Or is it us? humanity? At least the listeners. It's us. It's us. I'm going to put down... That's kind of inter- indeterminate. We are, we are the true monsters. Sure. That's right. Mm. It was inside mostly, us all Mostly along. you. But this is, <laughs> suddenly this is the end of a Law & Order SVU episode in it. here. It's the end of every Twilight Zone episode, too. It makes you think, though, doesn't it? It does. It makes, you, it makes me think that I need to look inside myself. That's what, what's what I'm going for in this draft. I want to I make you think. Introspection. I want to make you feel. Mm-hmm. You really turned the mirror on ourselves there, Steve. I did. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, <laughs> Thank that's you. what I'm all about. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Moment of reflection from Steve Lutz. Monty, Grover, Grover <laughs> may still be alive, and Cruella DeVille is eyeing him carefully. Well, since we've already picked a song, <laughs> I'm going to pick part of another song. <laughs> Kanye West's song, Monster, <laughs> from My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Came out in 2010, and it is a great song. But I'm only picking Nicki Minaj's verse <laughs> because it is the best verse. She you can have to... the whole song if you want. I don't it. want the whole okay. song. All right, uh, Monty. He, she says it's 50k for a verse, so be prepared. I understand. I'm willing to pay that because on a song with Kanye West, Jay Z, Rick Ross, and for some reason Bon Iver, <laughs> Nicki Minaj comes on and crushes all of them. It's a very important moment in music. She shows that she is the best rapper. And she's a... Well, hang on. Uh, what's the rating on this? Are we explicit? Careful. <laughs> yeah, I would rather not edit this. So, uh... She is a something-something monster. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Audience, look at what you just saw. This is what you live for. <laughs> All right. We are, we are getting in the weeds now. Joe. <laughs> Uh, I, I hadn't quite anticipated that, so I'm kind of taking a U-turn from, from that back towards what I was doing. Yeah, I, I can, stick I with what you don't. I, yeah. can't, I can't really top uh, a verse from a song, so I'm going to go with uh, uh, the T-1000, uh, which is oh. a robot, but not a nice robot, because uh, it's programmed to do things. And, uh, it's to terminate. Like, it's... Part of its name, so it's uh, going to go do that, and it's going to shape shift into people and things, and replace your adoptive 
mother and uh, just generally be terrifying. So I'm, I'm sticking with that one. Sidebar, Terminator's a robot, right? Uh, yeah, Terminator's totally a robot. Okay, just checking. It's just got some stuff on it. So or the T-1000, T-1000. Is, is the Arnold Schwarzenegger. No. No. T- it, it's made with liquid metal. Is it that yes, one? Oh, okay. Robert Patrick. Yeah. Have you seen this boy? That, okay, mm. got it. I feel like there's a theme song we all need to sing. <clears throat> well, no, we don't. <laughs> I, feel, I feel differently than that. It is a robot, though, I will, I will grant you. And, uh, and uh, is, can a robot be a monster or a supervillain? What do we think? Robot monsters, neither. <laughs> I hope so, because I've got some picks later on. All right. It's a shape-shifting liquid metal thing. It's mo- yeah. yeah, okay. It's a, it's a thing. Well, if it's a thing, then it's a monster. We've already established that. Yeah, I mean, precedent of the thing. Okay, so believe it or not, this it will end the third round, which means that we will have picked 30 supervillains, monsters, and also songs or parts of songs. Wow. <laughs> and, and people. <laughs> And, and us. And we picked us. I actually had that on my list. I had humanity. I had to line that out. So thanks a lot, Steve, for that. I was going to pick Paranoia on the grounds that that was the monster that was due on Maple Street. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to go with a very similar pick, Monty, to close out this, and then we'll, we'll ask what everybody else had on their list. Um, I'm going to pick the monster that you know is under your bed mm. with my pick. Childhood fear that you know there's a monster. You know it's under there. You know it's only there when the light is out. And that is going to be my choice, is the childhood fear of the most horrible monster of all, the one that you have to imagine yourself, and you just know it's down there ready to kill you. So this time you are picking John Madden. (laughs) He hasn't been down there for a while. So, monster, under your bed. Get out of there. It's going to get you. What if it learns that laughter is more powerful than fear. I am surprised nobody, <laughs> nobody picked. I had, the, I had the Monsters Incorporated Monster uh, Scarers in my list, and, uh, and uh, nobody picked that. But now I would like you all to bring out your dead monsters and supervillains and tell us what didn't you pick in this amazing collection of 30 monsters and supervillains. Erica? Jason, we have a fair amount pick? of time left. We could probably do one more round you before do we bring round? out the dead. Or make it a lightning round? Just bring out A lightning round? We can do a lightning round. Okay, we'll do a lightning round. Okay. Save one of those things. Somebody, everybody think of something. A little faster. Because we'll, we'll I up. see a crowd that looks hungry for more. Every- <laughs> 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 All right. All right. Uh, for my lightning round pick, I'm going to pick a, a wizard um, and, of some sort, I think. Uh, and every great supervillain has a cat, so I'm picking Gargamel from the Smurfs. <laughs> Azrael, man. Love Azrael. Terrifying. <laughs> that he is... What is well? He's a magician, right? So they're really he, the Smurfs. Like th- that whole show in general, pretty monstrous. So, I mean, have you watched it recently? Wow, cannot argue right. that. David, uh, I am amazed that we are thirty-one picks in, and he's still on the board. Um, so I will go with my backup, Ricardo Montalban, and go for Khan Noonien Sung Sing original recipe. <laughs> yes, not the uh, not extra crispy, not extra crispy Cumberbatch. Not, not not Mr. Sherlock. No. All right. You already tried that with Sherlock mm-hmm. Holmes. Stephen? I want to point out that in this uh, book, The uh, Legion of Regrettable Supervillains by John Morris, the Loot Crate edition, that Satan is actually in this book from a 1941 comic. And he's on the cover. And what I like is that he's not, he's not only Satan, but he's also wearing a Nazi swastika. That's so you know he's bad. On his chest. A little on the nose. A little bit. Not only is he Satan, he's also a Nazi. 
He's, he's I'm not like convinced a, yet, uh, Stephen. Could you throw something else in? <laughs> well, he's shooting blood out of his eyes, I think, as well, and grabbing Soul. a battleship. There he's you like, go. He's like a green version <laughs> of that bat child in some black and white movie with the like fanged oh. teeth. Yeah. It's pretty creepy. It's quite amazing. Anyway. But uh, you don't get to pick that because Dan already has all of exactly, the of Satan. Exactly. All of Satan is on there. I, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw out there. Um, the main villain uh, from one of the most underrated motion pictures of our time, and that is Flash Gordon. Uh, Ming the Merciless no. uh, is, Colitis, I'm bored, is his first line, and it just goes up from there. I think he's brilliant in that wonderful, campy, horrible movie that I quite enjoy. Ming the Merciless. Ming the Merciless. Very Gordon's good. It's alive! Aline, you got any? I do. All right. I do. I, I came prepared. Um, I am picking the feminist's ultimate supervillain, Poison Ivy. Oh. Yeah. She... That's a, that's a hey, a real supervillain has been picked. It's amazing. <laughs> this shall not stand. <laughs> How did this happen? You broke the streak. <laughs> Dang it. Any more about Poison Ivy? <laughs> well, I was going to, but it was just like universal acceptance so no but she's she's amazing and uh she she does some cool things with harley but she is eco-conscious she is all about rights for for plants um she doesn't need a man she can she can make a family herself and i think that you know that's that's pretty amazing all right poison ivy actual supervillain. dan uh i'm picking et what? Get off the stage. Entertainment Tonight, my least favorite TV show. Okay, first off, uh, spacism. Space racism. And, spacism. and, and second off, mo- villain? Well, you had a really different reading of that movie than I did. <laughs> <laughs> he stole all that candy. He stole the candy. He links his life force to a little kid and then like, starts like draining he his frees, essence. He frees the frogs. I don't know. It's pretty terrifying. No. No. Yo, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He calls his brethren down, like to you know possibly invade us. I I I think monstrous. No. Yeah, I do. No, rejected. Jason, wow. what if E.T. I, was the monster under Dan's bed? Would he, would you be able to take I, it then? But instead, he's an adorable monster in Drew Barrymore's closet. He's got that. I just want to point clothes. out that Sherlock is way more monstrous than E.T. Challenge. <laughs> <laughs> no, the judges have rejected me. Yeah, quite a while ago, but you kept going. <laughs> it's worth a shot. Uh, the Ewoks. <laughs> I, I, I'm actually on board with that one. Those are monstrous little sons it of guns. It started a long decline of the Star Wars franchise. We already had George Lucas. Quit whining about the prequels. <laughs> no? <laughs> I keep what going. else you got? <laughs> um, all right, I'll go with my last pick, which is actually a serious pick. From the Star Wars universe, Grand Admiral Thrawn. Uh, who is a... <coughs> not canon. <coughs> Sorry? Not canon. He, was he is, in fact, canon once again, my he, friend. He no. That guy who said that is also not canon. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's, a, he's super villainous. He has, like, diabolical plans. Um, his superpower is interpreting bad guys by their art. It's pretty, pretty scary. He's a scary guy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Red right. eyes. Creepy red yeah. eyes. Looks Fine. into your soul. You got it. Yeah. You need some Visine for that. Um, and E.T., yeah. yeah. All right, not E.T. Um... <laughs> Brian, hi. You get a bonus at your party. Great. Uh, any be? party uh, nowadays needs a good hype person, social media person. I would like that person to be the Blair Witch at my party. I'm assuming that uh, she can use a camera after all these years of having a bunch of film equipment left in Blair Woods. 
and uh, she knows how to go do a really good. We broke, broke Jason. We broke it. Jason. We win. He shoots. He scores. <laughs> Uh, she can do a really, really good viral campaign, all the uh, creepy things hanging from the trees, uh, getting everyone in the doors. Uh, I do believe that she would be very good on Snapchat, Vine, R.I.P., and uh, Twitter. You just say R.I.P. <laughs> Vine died. We don't need a moment of silence for Vine. <laughs> no si- you're the only person dwelling on Vine right now. Next it's, only a, it's only a six seconds of That'll silence. That'll also really age well. Yeah, yeah it's a, it's six seconds of silence for it Vine. It just loops, though. Rest in peace, Vine. Rest in peace, Vine. Rest in peace, Vine. All right, Steve. Rest in peace, Vine. What? It's your turn. Uh, I'm going to take E.T. <laughs> I'll allow it. Nope. Nope. Uh, no, I'm going Maybe to... Maybe the version played by Ricardo Montalban. Ooh. He's got the rich He's Corinthian the leather that he phones home with. E.T. Phone. Elliot! Um, no, I'm going to take uh, Pyramid Head from Silent Hill 2 specifically. Uh, he's a guy dressed up in like a butcher's apron. He's got uh, dead gray flesh, and he has what looks like an industrial trash can on his head. And that's terrifying for some reason. I'm not entirely sure why. But uh, he menaces you throughout Silent Hill 2. He's got a very interesting backstory. He really represents... A uh, man's grief over the death of his wife, which is more than you usually get from, say, your uh, your your, uh, your Kanye West songs. Have you heard all the lights? I have not. Um, so yeah, Pyramid Head. He uh, freaked me out pretty good, and uh, I enjoy him. I enjoy his work. Okay, the guy with the trash can on his head goes into the uh, club with the refrigerator box on the torso. That's right. Those are monstrous, Monty. Uh, well, I decided cryptids count as monsters because the Loch Ness monster does. So I'm going to pick a specific version of Bigfoot, namely Sasquatch, as seen in The Six Million Dollar Man. Oh, yes. <laughs> Who is also a robot. Who is also a robot, yeah. Or a cyborg of is some he? sort. I don't know. Now, is that a robot or not? <laughs> uh, I'll refer to you, I think we did an episode about this. So he was determined <laughs> to be listen, a robot, yes. Listen to that episode of Robot or Not to determine whether he is. I think he is a robot, though. In my head canon, Sasquatch in The Six Million Dollar Man was a robot and not a bionic Sasquatch. I see. That's my feeling about it. But you could have all the Bigfoots. Do you want all the Bigfoots or just, this, just the one? Uh, sure, I'll take all the Bigfoots. I'll take That's all the big Bigfoots and Sasquatches and Yetis. No Yetis. What? Yetis are distinct. Sorry. I'm sorry. I have to draw the line at Yetis. This is Yeti racism. <laughs> my microphone's not line. that bad. <laughs> <laughs> Joe? Uh, continuing the shape-shifting thing, I'm going to go with uh, Clayface from the Batman the Animated Series. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's the last round. How did I snipe it? <laughs> it was on my you had four choices, and, and you so, didn't pick Clayface. Yeah, well, uh, specifically the two-part episode where he's introduced, the second part of that where you actually see Clayface, not the first part where you see a dripping hand. Uh, it really highlights uh, how monstrous he is and uh, how he's lost his humanity and given into. Uh, Getting revenge, so monster I, I, or supervillain, Joe? Monster. Okay. Yeah. Right. He's not. He's not really like coordinated mentally enough for putting together teams of people, but he can be teams of people. Oh, that's a good yeah. point. He's his own supervillain. Yeah. All right. With my pick to round out this surprise fourth round of the monster draft, it goes fast, doesn't it? It goes fast. <laughs> <laughs> I choose. It comes at you fast. I'm going to choose the king. Of the monsters, Godzilla. 
They say he's got to go. Up from the depths, 30 stories high. Breathing fire, he stands in the sky. Don't mention his cousin Godzuki, he's not canon. And Godzuki. And, and from the point of view of all the other monsters, he's also a supervillain. I suppose so, right? Kill all monsters. So Godzilla, you know, this is the, the definitive uh, giant ga- kaiju, the guy in the rubber suit who stomps through a little miniature city. Yep. And, uh, Godzilla's the best. And, you gotta love I, Godzilla. I kid you not, he's on my bring out I'm, the dead list. I'm sure he is. Oh, let's bring out the dead then. He lives on Monster Island. He lives on Monster Island. Again, I implore so you. not the Roland Emmerich version. I wouldn't go that way. <laughs> I'd go back to, that's, to the That's original. Roland Emmerich's the monster. <laughs> that's right. He was the monster all along. Roland Emmerich on the board, available. Bring out your dead. Erica, what else did you have that we didn't get to? Uh, I, I managed to come up with a little bit of a list. I'm going to need a ruling from Dan on whether or not I can take this one, but I was going to say Randall Flagg from Stephen King's... Yeah, absolutely. Many of his books. Absolutely. Okay, I just want to make sure he was separate enough from Satan that I was allowed to take him. I, I think I think he's separate enough. He's his own character. Okay, yeah, so Randall yeah. Flagg on my uh, my dead list also. Who is the judge here? What is happening? Well, it's just, I, I guess I could I've have asked Jason, but Jason's I, not finished he with He has some books. possession on Satan, and she was asking if Randall mm-hmm. Flagg is, is uh, uh, covered under Satan. I'm seeding that portion. I agree with Dan's ruling, so I didn't need to overrule him, <laughs> even though I have that power and could have used it. <laughs> okay. Right, Dan. The power. Stay, know your place, Dan. What, what colors your badge, Jason? <laughs> it's blue. How's your How's yours doing? <laughs> um, I also had uh, from uh, Once Upon a Time, a show I like very much, has some great super, I think, villains. Uh, Regina and Mr. Gold were two uh, on my list that I didn't get to. And then also I was kind of going through the list of podcasts I do, mostly Doctor Who. And then I got to Babylon 5 and thought I should pick The Shadows, um, who are right. a villain from that show. Is that not space racism? <laughs> that, they do some pretty villainous Things. I don't want to go into too much detail because my spouse has not seen the whole show yet and we're watching it now. Um, but so, All right. Otherwise, I might have gone a slightly we, different we direction. Have, we, might have had a, we might have had a reference there, but, uh, mm-hmm. but it's, uh, it's okay. These are the picks you didn't yeah. pick. Right. David, what did you not pick? Well, I've got, uh, going to Batman, I've got Rachel Ghoul, who is kind of the, one of the ultimates there. Uh-oh. Um, Hedy Lamar, I mean Hedley Lamar. Mm-hmm. David Mamet. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> The animators at Pixar, because they're monsters for making us cry every damn time and cry again at the end. That's a good Uh, pick. Twitter, because they are able able to recognize and delete NBC Olympics app, uh, NBC Olympics tweets, but they can't recognize and delete and take care of uh, abuse. So, monsters. Um, Going to Sesame Street for a minute. Elmo for taking up all the time that Grover used to have on yeah, the show. Elmo is truly a monster. Elmo is truly a monster. Word, yes. David, uh, that was a great transition from Twitter abuse to Elmo. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's an analog. I would go with that. Uh, also, the two headed monster, who is adorable. I oh, love yeah. the two headed monster. Uh, King Ghidorah, because three monster heads are better than two. That's not and, what you said uh, last night. <laughs> well. And uh, finally, people who spell theater wrong, and however you spell it, you're spelling it wrong. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Stephen? I didn't have much of a list. There were a couple Doctor Who items on my list. One was the Weeping Angels, which I I thought were very scary. Uh, They they scare me to this day, even in my 40s. Another one was a little bit of a deep cup was Skagra. Um, He was a a villain from uh, a 19... Uh, 79 Doctor Who story that was never actually finished or broadcast. So I figured that was probably a little bit too deep, much deep, of a yeah. deep cut. Deep cut. Um, Ramsey Bolton from Game of Thrones. 
was another one that I, I thought I had, but um, not super. But he's, he's, he's certainly a monster. He's certainly a monster, um, and he got his come up in spoilers for Game of Thrones. So that was my list. <laughs> oh, Aline. Oh, in E.T., of course. Yeah. And Peter Coyote in E.T. He was also a monster. <laughs> uh, Peter, Peter Coyote. Just in general. Yeah. Okay, so also from Game of Thrones, Joffrey. Joffrey. Joffrey is the, the king of monsters. Um, Gossamer from uh, oh. Looney Tunes, because oh. Gossamer... Right? He leads Aww. such an interest. For the people at home. Aww. He's the most adorable yeah. furry monster. I mean, orange hairy monster wearing sneakers. And everybody <laughs> everybody needs um, a hairy hinge person. So, you know. Um, Discord from My Little Pony slash Q from Star Trek, depending upon, because they're basically the same. And <laughs> social media in general. And <laughs> also <laughs> uh, the green-eyed monster, because what is worse... Than the greed and jealousy within us all. Mm, uh, E.T. E. is worse than that. <laughs> <laughs> just, just to be clear. Uh, <laughs> it's not really a debate. C- clearly um, you are jealous of E.T. Uh, remaining on my list, I had uh, my favorite alien in an abdomen, Krang, from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, um, who lives in another dimension and has a giant robot body. Uh, I think that's pretty solid. Uh, from Dungeons & Dragons, Displacer Beasts, which are like panthers with tentacles on their backs. It's just crazy. I don't know what's going on with those guys. <laughs> um, <A> nerd. And, <laughs> wait. <laughs> I'm glad it waited until the I'm lightning round. i a flag on that. <laughs> uh, and finally, the uh, uh, people who put the milk back in the fridge with like this much left. Oh, like, oh my God. <laughs> what the hell, guys? Why was that not the first pick? Uh, you know, yeah. I, it's, it made it all the way to the end. Yeah. Brian? Leatherface would have been my interior designer slash party planner. Uh, Frankenfurter would have been the lifeguard at the pool. Uh, Very, very bad lifeguard, uh, letting himself die. Uh, Hannibal Lecter would have been my caterer. (laughs) And uh, Dr. Clayton Forrester and TV's Frank would have handled AV for the party. Was that the Mads Mikkelsen Hannibal? Because he would be an amazing caterer. Yes. Steve? Uh, let's see, I had The Thing, uh, that got sniped from me, which was rather rude, I thought. Uh, I had Grover, that got sniped from me, which I also thought was rather rude. And, uh, Went after you. Then we get down to the my picks that were not sniped. I had the original Bill Hinsman, he's coming to get you, Barbara Zombie from Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, I'm uh, surprised started zombies the whole... didn't get taken as a whole. That yeah, been a good it's, well, I think they're kind of played out, but he was, the, he was sort of the progenitor. He's not even decayed or anything, but he has really jacked up teeth, so I guess that's a little scary. But uh, yeah, he's good. Um, had Leatherface. Uh, I guess that sort of got sniped by Brian just now. Uh, the head crabs from Half-Life and Half-Life 2. Uh, Pinhead and the Cenobites, but especially the dude that shoots CDs out of his hands in his face, because uh, that's really weird. Um, the Deadites from the Evil Dead movies. And mm. uh, the Great Mighty Pooh, who is an enormous uh, singing turd from the uh, Conker's Bad Fur Day game. Can you sing his song? Uh, I could, but I think it's probably best that we not go there. <laughs> Uh, and uh, John Madden. <laughs> okay. Monty? Uh, I had a couple from video games. Dr. Robotnik, clearly a supervillain. Also GLaDOS, a uh, homicidal computer. Is Dr. Robotnik a robot? No, I don't think he is. Yeah, no, he's so totally not. That seems weird, though. He's got like a cyborg arm or something, and he flies yeah, around okay, in that's some fair. sort of robot was he ro- Was he Dr. Robotnik before he had the cyber arm? It's just a name. <laughs> is it? Dr. He, he makes Robotnik. robots. Is it... <laughs> Is his mean bean machine a robot? 
other yeah, podcast. Sure. Monty, oh, sorry. continue. <laughs> uh, instead of Godzilla, I had Mothra because I wanted a female monster. Hmm? Uh, Mothra lays eggs. And Mothra's awesome. A couple of cute Japanese chicks who sk- sing to you, so that's fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, Pikachu, who you may be aware is a pocket monster. Yes. <laughs> well, I, I thought you were just happy to see me. Well done. Joe? Joe's just shaking his head. He is disappointed in all of us. <laughs> I'm just knocking stuff Mission accomplished. Power for the course. <laughs> so, uh, I also had Pinhead, uh, Pennywise, uh, the Mystique, and uh, Mumra, the ever-living from Thundercats. Because nice, yeah. nice. All right, my, my, my remainders. I had Doctor Doom, who I think is a really awesome supervillain because he is also a dictator. And uh, also invents stuff and is horribly scarred, so he's monstrous and yet uh, definitely a supervillain. Um, I had uh, uh, Sully and Mike from Monsters Inc. Those are they're pretty good monsters. I I went with Godzilla, but I thought about going with Gamera because he's a an adorable turtle monster who's friend to all children. Yes. I understand he's, he's, he's full of, of meat. meat. He is really neat. We uh, all love him. I had Doctor Octopus from Spider Man. He is a supervillain of high order. I had Darth Vader. But I felt like Grand, once his boss is chosen, why would you choose him? From and I my had perspective, 19... Luke Skywalker's the monster. Get yeah. out. And uh, I had 1994's REM album, Monster, <laughs> featuring What's the Frequency, Kenneth, which I really almost chose, because that's a pretty good monster. Well, that is the monster draft and supervillain draft. All in we one. did the monster draft. <laughs> the monster draft. It was a podcast Ooh. smash. That belongs to Dan. Is it too late to oh, take Dan Brian Mike Hamilton? Now. I was working on my <laughs> podcast late one night. <laughs> All right. What have we learned? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. Well, that's par for the course we, for this We podcast. have learned that nobody picked Blofeld. Yeah, I'm we had impressed. a whole debate last night about whether Blofeld was a, uh, from James Bond was a supervillain because of his control of a massive international crime he's, syndicate and his cat. He's across, absolutely across a six movies. I think, I think I would have allowed, obviously I allowed everything. So other yeah. than E.T. Except E.T. You guys should have been here for yeah. that discussion. Now, it was awesome. And now e- E.T. is races. more monstrous than Blofeld. That's where I draw the line. E.T. and Sherlock Holmes. Otherwise, we're good. <laughs> so that has concluded our ridiculous draft at, here at the Now Hear This Festival in Anaheim, California. Thanks to everybody who came and saw us live. Thanks to my nine panelists who joined me on stage and also not on stage at the kids' table. <laughs> we're at the kids' table. It's fine. We feel just as important as everyone else. <laughs> I, will, I, will, I will thank them now. I will thank them now personally. Erica Ensign, thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. It's been you, a delight. You, you picked the Master, Davros, uh, the Goblin King, and Gargamel. It's going to be... See, I'd rather go to that Halloween party, frankly. We'd have fun. David Lore, you had Bad Horse, uh, a Scooby-Doo villain, Mr. Rourke, and Khan. I, uh, I stand by that. Because, I mean, Ricardo's really nice at a Halloween party. He's very courteous. He's not at all like his villains. Sit down on the rich Corinthian leather yeah. sofa. Stephen, you have George Lucas, the Crotons, Grand Moff Tarkin, and Ming the Merciless. That's a pretty diverse list there. Good job. Well, it's, uh, I come from Canada, so we are not well-versed in supervillainy. So I'm kind of pleased that uh, no one on this panel actually I th- found... I thought we all looked like villains to you. Uh, well, kind of a little bit. Well, well. A bit... You, you forgot Stephen Harper. Well, naturally, yes. Every, everyone in Anaheim knows, yeah. yes, and Wilfrid Laurier as well. Yeah, I'm sure Canadian everyone. politics references. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Always, always go down well at a conference. Yes. Aline Sims, you had Voldemort, the doctor. Hmm. The yip yips. 
and poison ivy. I think it's solid. This was my first draft, so I, I am now an experienced drafter. Just uh, nailed it. Exciting. From now on, when they say, yep, 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 I'm just going to call them y- you know who. <laughs> yes, please. Dan, you had Satan. <laughs> Strong pick. Y'all need Jesus. Batman. You're doing really well there. The Monster Mash. <laughs> And Grand Admiral Thrawn from Star Wars, and sort of in canon, out of canon. N.E.T. Canon. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Thanks, Jason. Nope, Thanks, nope, Dan. Nope, Bri- nope. Brian? Jack from The Shining, Jigsaw, Patrick Bateman from American Psycho, and The Blair Witch. Doing your social media. She's your street team, The Blair Witch. Street team. Bang ring. Fair enough, Steve. Lutz. Yes, Skeletor, the tall man. Uh huh. What happened after that? I think I may have passed out. Us. (laughs) Humanity, the monster is us, right? You reminded me, especially me. And Pyramid Head. Yeah, I can't help noticing my group of monsters has diminished somewhat in the last half hour. I'm a little concerned about that. (laughs) Uh, But that was probably me. If I may quote one of my favorite monsters Boom. Tough actin' to (laughs) actin'. That's right. Wow. The John, the John Madden thing, we'll talk about it. Monty. Uh, yes, sir. He's scary. You had Grover, Cruella DeVille, uh, Nicki Minaj's lines from the Kanye West song Monster, but only that. You didn't want right. the rest of it. And Bigfoots, but not Yeti, because I didn't let you have them. That's correct. And I'm right. going to have the best party of all. <laughs> That's going to be a good party. Joe, the thing, Ursula from The Little Mermaid, the T-1000... And Clayface. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate your, your right. endorsement. Let's just appreciate ourselves. Would you say it's the best list out of all of the lists? If you, would, you, would you draft that? If I, I think it's a good list. If I were to pick a favorite here, uh, that would make me a monster. Can we drink now? Almost. I picked, <laughs> cookie, I picked Cookie Monster, Dr. Frankenstein, The Monster Under Your Bed. That was a weird pick. And Godzilla. <laughs> And those are my picks. So thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, audience. I'm Jason Snell, your host. This has been The Incomparable, live in Anaheim, California. Goodbye. Recording. Bye.